0: Hi, babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I am Uncle Daddy. I'm Joe Stapleton. He's my work wife. He's James Hardigan.
1: Happy International Body Piercing Day, Joe.
0: How will you be celebrating?
1: By not having any part of my body pierced.
0: I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll get a little wacky today. I'm in Chicago for uh, the first time in a long time. Who knows? Coming up on today's show, it is our season finale. This is the last time you'll be hearing from me or James until we're on the TV table. Of the World Series of Poker main event. <laughs> I, I'm still having a bit of a crisis about that. More on that later. Okay. Um, but what we thought might be fun to do today is to get someone to come on the show and give us a little pep talk. A little, I remember my first time playing the main event. I have made, or maybe I have a lot of memories. I've been at a lot of main events The kind of pep talk that we can ask all the noob questions to, and we should be embarrassed to not know the answers to, like, what does effective stack mean? I don't know. So in order to get that little pep talk, we have enlisted in the voice of the World Series of Poker, Lon freaking McCarron is on the show today, and we'll be talking with him very soon.
1: And as I was reminded, we did have Norman Chad as a guest in the last couple of years. So in the interest of political balance, we had to get Lon on at some point.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Very excited to speak to Lon. And Lon's excited to speak to us, which I was surprised about. I thought he was going to be um, the wait, nonplussed. Anyway, uh, I'm in Chicago right now. As I said, I'm in India on Friday. I had some more stand-up comedy happen this past weekend. This time I was in Texas. This one was a competition. I could tell you guys a little bit about that in a second. And there's also a new thing on Poker Stars to talk to you all about, playing PokerStars. It's called the Power Path, and it sounds pretty fun.
1: It launched on Monday. We are recording this on Wednesday, and I'm hearing it's going pretty well. I think people get the concept, and I get the fact that people like it, because guess what? It's giving stuff away.
0: I, I like that. I like giving stuff away and people like getting stuff. So that seems like a win-win. And uh, this week's super fan subject is
1: Oliver. <laughs> Fucking Oliver. Uh, what shit he'll pick this one? Will the real John late please stand up? Uh, he'll be joining us later so you can get into it with him about his choice of subject i very quickly Good. would like to thank everyone who posted on discord in the last seven days a reminder that we always put a link to the pokestars discord server in the podcast description we have dedicated poker in the years channels on there um obviously i appreciate the support for what i talked about last week but also i'm glad everyone enjoyed hearing from jeff platt again someone else like lon who is a little bit overdue shall i say and in being invited onto this show
0: yeah, and people that you know, we should want to be pals with and have some solidarity with folks that have our same jobs across other yeah. platforms because we have we have some shared experiences and we got to have for each other's sure. backs. Um, I don't have much this week in the way of movies and TV to talk about, uh, but I did want to briefly talk about video games. So I was only home for two days. Um, I wanted to make the most of it and I was going to buy myself a new video game. And do you know how much video games cost now, James?
1: Yes, because I recently bought Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and it cost me 60 pounds sterling.
0: Okay, 60 pounds sterling. That's a lot. Um, I was on the so I want to know from the audience, too, here. Do you ever do this? Do you ever like first of all, how do you buy your video games? Do you buy them in the the PlayStation Store or do you buy a hard disk?
1: Okay, so because I'm I, I always look for the best option it would be much more convenient for me just to go into the Xbox store and buy the download. But that's always full price. Whereas if I go onto Amazon and buy the disc, you can normally get that for between 5 and £10 cheaper. And even though it's a ball ache to then have to install the disc and then install all the online elements and updates that go with it, I'd still rather save that money because you're spending a fortune on these things.
0: Yeah, so I like to go to GameStop still. Um, I don't know why I like to go into the video game store. I'm one of my several hundred monthly subscriptions is this GameStop Pro thing where you get like 10% off. So I get like a little discount for that. I like to go to the GameStop store also because when when I invariably get sick of a game, I very rarely will finish a game. I can at least bring it back to GameStop and they'll give me like $4 for it or like some stupid fraction of the price I paid for it. So cuz I was in the I was in the PlayStation store and I do this a lot. I'll go in the PlayStation store and I'll scroll around for about an hour, watch a bunch of trailers, and then I'm out of time and I end up buying nothing. But I right. noticed that. So you paid 60 for what was it? Jedi, Jedi Survivor, Survivor, which
1: I have to say is pretty cool. I'm going to take my time with it. I'm not trying to rush it at all. Yeah. Obviously, it's a quite detailed, in-depth game. But you remember Jedi Fallen Order. This is the sequel to that game that came yeah. out like four years ago. And it's just as good. The same cast of characters. I still have a crush on Night Sister Merrin. Weird, I know. But that's just the way things are. But I'm very much enjoying it.
0: I Okay, so I tried to go back to Jedi Fallen Order or whatever it yeah. was. And there was something about like the death system that was really bugging me. That like when you di- like there was a certain part, I just kept dying over and over and over again because I don't know if I was like choosing a path that was too difficult for for where my skill level was. Whatever, I got frustrated. I stopped playing. But I was looking at the PlayStation Store. So Mortal Kombat One is coming out. They're rebooting Mortal Kombat One. Mortal Kombat One is a hundred dollars. Wow, that, and
1: that is then pricey. Then
0: I saw there's an Avatar game. And the Avatar game is listed at one twenty nine ninety nine.
1: Holy shit!
0: Yeah, it's getting pretty fucking crazy that the that how much these games cost. So I went out and bought the new Final Fantasy game. Uh, yep. norm, a Normal price, and I did what I always do. I put it on my coffee table when I get home, and I didn't even open it. So <laughs> um, money well spent. Yes, money well spent. So are we ever going to go back to Cyberpunk, I guess, is my next question?
1: I have tried twice, and I just can't get into it. I just can't. Um, it's a shame because they fixed a lot of the bugs. Yeah. They've now optimized it for the new generation of consoles, so it does look amazing on the Xbox Series X in 4K HDR. But I don't know. I, I, hit, I hit the same point both times where I just... I can't move forward. I'm just like, oh, I'm done with this.
0: Mm, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna see, me. If you if you didn't get into it, I probably won't get into it. I also discovered that I that I still have a disc for Red Dead Redemption two, and I really should play that. Um, oh, that's a, that's point. an amazing
1: game. That's an amazing yeah. game. Probably still one of my favorite, if not me, my favorite, uh, my all time favorite video game of all time. Yeah, I gotta do that. What what have you been watching? Finish Severance season one. By the way, I think Severance. People talk up Succession, and I very much enjoyed Succession. Severance yeah. is a better TV show. Fact. It's, it's, it's genius, and I cannot wait for the second season. Um, and I would love to see John Turturro and Christopher Walken honored in some ceremony somewhere for their performances, because they are just it's, – it's, it's a breathtaking side plot in this show. Um, and yeah, I also really finished Poker Face. Uh so I'm now starting on The Diplomat which is a little bit pulpy on Netflix but it's good fun. Man
0: I am uh so glad that you're enjoying Severance. I am what did you mention right before The Diplomat? Uh Pokerface. Pokerface. It just brings a smile to my face whenever Pokerface comes up. It's just such a delightful show and really did a great job of like bookending, and just having an occasional throwback to the main overarching story without needing to to beat it to death all the time. Cool. Um, I'm watching Your Honor Season 2. It's fine. I don't know. That's about it for me. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Dallas. So I went to Dallas to do comedy, uh, the World Series of Comedy, actually, believe it or not. I was going to go to the World Series of Poker, maybe play some prelims, but I was invited to participate in the World Series of Comedy And this is a comedy festival that is a competition. And unlike other competitions I've done, the first one I did was you weren't allowed to repeat any material. This one you were. Um, It was you get seven minutes and there's a a series of judges and then there's an audience vote and then there's an at-home vote because it was live streamed. I didn't promote the live stream because I just don't love my comedy being out there. Um, it's fine. Like whatever I am saying those words, but it's just different. It's just different. Watch going to a comedy club and he hearing me say they're like rather adult things that I'm saying versus it just being out there on the internet. I know it will be out there eventually fine, whatever. So I'm not going to lie. I crushed. I absolutely crushed. And they are going to, there were, um, eight people in my round and two were to advance and I did not advance and the good news is that the people who run the festival, the judges, were all happy to discuss why they made the decisions they made. And they downgraded me. I didn't know this. They downgraded me for being like, hey, like, let's give yourselves a round of applause at the beginning of the set. Um, they said that it's wasting time. It's not they're, – they're, 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 we want to see your material, not how well you can whip the crowd up. And I was like, okay, point taken, fine. However, it was really cool. Some people from the poker world came out. Justin Hammer came out, who is a uh, a, a beloved tournament director who I've worked with a bunch of times here in the States. Um, I'm not going to name check everyone who came, but I just want to say I always appreciate people's time uh, when they come out. And I think people drove quite a ways for some of this stuff. And uh, at this weekend in, in Indianapolis, I think Phil Razor's coming out. And I think he's driving a significant amount of time also. So anyone who's nice. coming out this weekend, I appreciate you looking forward to it.
1: Fantastic. Um, so do you want to talk about Power Path, Joe? I don't know how much you know about this. And how I much- don't know anything. Okay, so basically, you might remember that when we had the build-up to the PSPC and we had various ways where we were giving away platinum passes to the Players' Championship, there was a, a weekly promotion called Megapath, which was effectively a steps satellite system. And again, I'm not trying to patronize anyone in the audience, but if you don't know, a Step satellite is where you're basically winning a satellite to win entry into the next satellite. So for example, $1 to a $10 to a $100 to a $1,000, rather than buying in directly at the final step where the One thousand dollar satellite is going to give you the main prize.
0: And the steps of old used to be sit and goes, right? It was um, yes, it it was you know. So that and usually it was. If you win, you advance, and if you finish second, you would either get make a small profit or at least win your money back. Yeah. Right? It wasn't like one. It wasn't one and done necessarily. So,
1: so how it's evolved is obviously we've got different game formats, but also um, again using the PSPC analogy where we awarded platinum passes, we're giving people the opportunity to win three tiers of Pass, What we are calling power passes, silver. Gold and bronze. I don't know why I did those in that order. Bronze, silver, gold. (laughs) Let's start at the bottom, move up to the top. Uh, The bronze pass being worth $109. The silver pass being worth $2,500. And the gold pass being worth around $10,000. Notice how I'm putting a cash value on these. Because one of the things that I really like about this is that the power passes give the power to the player to choose how they spend that pass what they redeem it for so again to give a really simple example if you were to win a silver pass worth around two and a half k that could get you you could redeem that for a package to one of our regional tours so if you live in the uk for example you could play ukipt if you live in spain you could play in australia's If you're not interested in playing live events, if you want a package of tickets for, for example, the upcoming World Championship of Online Poker in September, you could redeem it for that. There will be various options where you can have prize packages to the value of that prize that you can choose to redeem your pass for. So those are the passes. That's what you're playing for. The reason I also like the mechanic is it's daily rather than weekly. So we're giving away these passes every single day. Secondly, you can effectively start your journey for free because if you play a hand of real money poker on stars, certain markets are excluded from this, you automatically get a free ticket to the first step. And that will happen every wow. single day that you play a hand of real money poker on Stars. Alternatively, you can buy into that first step for $0.50, and it's a $0.50 sit-and-go. Sorry, not sit-and-go, spin-and-go. The second step, you have a choice, either a $1 sit-and-go or a $1.50 MTT. The third step is an $11 MTT, and the fourth and final step, which you cannot buy into directly, by the way, you can buy in directly at steps one, two, and three, but once you get to step four, it's a ticket-only $109 qualifier, which is going to award the passes that we talked about. And one thing I will say, which again is a nice twist, is you might not have to work your way through all the steps because that spin and go, what is the unique thing about a spin and go, apart from it being three-handed, Joe?
0: I was just about to ask, so what are the multipliers on the spin and go? Exactly.
1: So you could, for example, look, we know probability it's most rare. of the yeah. time most of the time that spinner is going to give you a ticket for the next stage step two you could get fast track to step four if you're lucky if you're really lucky it could spin one of those passes a bronze a silver or gold it is not inconceivable it is possible that at that very first step which is just 50 cents to play you could get a gold pass worth 10k that's
0: pretty cool i like it i have a question about the passes Yes. Uh, so let's say the silver one's worth twenty five hundred. You said, right? Correct. So what if you want to go to UKIPT, but the event you want to play is like eleven hundred? What happens? Do you get change back?
1: No, because it's a package, right? It includes your travel, it includes your accommodation, okay. and basically it's weighted. So, for example, I think, and again. It could be that I'm not 100% on the details. Please do sure. check what it says in the client. But, for example, that EPT package, to get it to the value of $10,000, in addition to the main event entry, your flights and accommodation, you may also get entry to a side event as well cool. to okay. get it to that value. So no they change use, you, back.
0: But you use the maximum value of it. Absolutely. No, okay. absolutely.
1: great. And here's, here's another great thing about you having the power to, to redeem those passes how you want is – If there's nothing right now that appeals, they're valid for 18 months. Cool. All right. Very good. So if you know, for example, well, I don't want to go to Barcelona, but I suspect that, you know, the EPT will probably return to Monte Carlo in the spring of next year, and I really want to go to Monte Carlo. Hold on to it. Save it till then.
0: Yeah another thing that I'm fucking mad I can't participate in on the I think uh, it's pretty cool. PokeStars the, client.
1: The good thing is right now I'm in Malta where obviously PokeStars has one of its main offices and I've been meeting and talking to many of the people who worked on this, uh, many of the people who were involved in its inception, its design, uh, stress testing it and its execution ahead of its launch on Monday and of course it's guaranteed that nothing's going to be 100% perfect, right? You have to look at it and say, well, this works. This doesn't work. We need to tweak that. We need to change that. But so far, so good. And the other good thing about being in Malta right now, and I came over for a series of meetings. I'm not here because of this, but coincidentally, the PokerStars Summer Festival is running at uh, Casino Malta uh, in the, on the second floor of the Intercontinental Hotel, where I'm staying. And it's a six-day series where... And there was a staff tournament last night, a Flutter Invitational, where people nice. were working for all those family of brands. 175 entries in that, Joe, which was a free roll, which paid the top 15. I ran pretty well. I think it's fair to say that I probably had a better understanding of poker than many of the people who sure. entered into that. Obviously, we have a lot of poker nerds here, but there were a lot of newcomers as well. Managed to cash. Managed to make it to the final table. Uh, finished at half one in the morning in sixth place for 75 euros. What What was
0: first place?
1: 600 euros.
0: 600 euros. Yeah, that goes a long way in Malta, too. That's, uh, oh, that's yeah. pretty fun.
1: Yeah, so I was at, uh, uh, and bear in mind this is at the hotel bar, right? Hotel bars tend to be more expensive than the bars on the street. And I asked, I ordered a gin and tonic, and he brought me the check to put my rum on. It was five euros. I'm like, no, 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 not tonic water, a gin and tonic. (laughs) That was five euros for a gin and tonic at a hotel bar. Yes, Malta is cheap.
0: I think last time we were at a hotel bar. What did the gin and tonic cost? Twelve pounds, thirteen
1: pounds. Yeah, yeah. There was there was not much change from twenty quid. That's for sure. No,
0: it was it was a lot. So okay, so you got to play some poker.
1: Yes, and I feel that's the one thing it did make me realise though. And you know, it started at seven o'clock in the evening, and as I said, didn't finish till one thirty. I was exhausted and like a few of my colleagues, including Strag, former guest of this show, friend of the podcast, it's like, come and play the 250 euro freeze out tonight. And I'm exhausted and I'm thinking, yeah, stamina. That's something that I have to remember is really important in poker. And next week, going to Vegas suffering from an eight-hour time difference and playing 12-hour days, that's something I need to be really, really prepared for. That's the thing that worries me. I have no other qualms about playing the main event right now. I'm legitimately excited and enthusiastic. And very soon, I'm going to be giving our listeners the opportunity to buy a piece. I'll be honest with you, I've already had a lot of interest. There might not be much left, but I think going to put State Kings is probably the way to go. You can buy 1% for $100 with no markup. I'll get that market live to give a few people a chance of a of a fun sweat. But yeah, the one thing that gives me slight kind of jitters is how knackered am I going to be? How mentally exhausted am I going to be? Should I make it, for example, to the end of day two?
0: Yes, okay. So I've been avoiding talking about the main event. I've been avoiding, trying to avoid thinking about the main event, but it's in the back of my mind all the time. I'm still not sure what I want to do. I, I wish this weren't true. I'm, I'm for some reason I'm dreading it. I'm really dreading the main event. I don't know why. I wish it were it. It maybe once I'm in the moment, once I get there, it'll feel more fun. I, I don't so. know what to do. I don't know how much to sell. Um, I'm not gonna lie. A a t- ten thousand dollar poker score would be a lifetime score for me. And the thought of like walking away from playing for zero percent of myself and walking away with ten grand. I I won't do that, but it doesn't sound that terrible to me. Um, What you just mentioned about how long the days are and how many days the uncertainty of how long I'm going to be in Vegas is also stressing me out. Um, You know, we've got things coming up in our lives that people want to know: Are you available mid-July? I'm getting offers like to do all kinds of stand-up. Part of the reason I'm not in Vegas right now is because I'm kind of catching fire a little bit. I wouldn't say fire, but like some sparks are happening in the stand-up world for me. So I'm not even focusing on poker. I'm not even thinking about poker. I haven't decided yet if I want to play day 1C and take the whole WSOP experience in or do I want to buy directly into day 2. James, you noticed that if you buy directly into day 2, you start with 75 big blinds.
1: Correct. And some people may say that's an optimal move. For me, it is about the experience as much as anything else. If I'm paying that money, I want to be there from the very start. I want to be there in the room for the shuffle up and deal. I want to play every single hand that is dealt. Well, I'm not going to play every single hand, but at least look right. at every single hand that is dealt on the, on that day one. Uh, no, I'm, I, 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 I'm the antithesis of you. I am legitimately excited because win or lose... I don't care. I just want the experience. This is something that I feel I need to do as a poker fan, as someone who works in the industry to play this, you know, what is considered to be the world championship. It's not necessarily a once in a lifetime thing, but this is the first time I've had the opportunity to do it. And yeah, I'm I'm really, really looking forward to going to Vegas next week. And I'm sorry that you're having this conflict about it because I think that you should probably sell as much as you want a significant percentage but still have enough of your own action to make it worth your while um it's all gravy for you well you
0: you actually um kind of ruined one of my options by saying that you're going to sell one percent pieces for a hundred dollars at no markup i was talking to shaniac and he was like you should sell 80 percent at (laughs) 1.8 and then you can have like Twelve or thirteen thousand dollars, and still play for twenty percent of yourself, and I'm like, I don't. Th- he's like, I think that I'm like, it might work as a bit, like if just like, hey, I'm the worst poker player in the world, and I'm going to sell for the highest markup that anyone's ever seen. Um, I just don't want to deal with the people who won't get the bit. Look, you're James already shaking his head. By the way, um, he's is, he is not going to be. He's not. I do not approve. I do not approve.
1: If that was on your quiz, good for poker, bad for poker, that would 100% be (laughs) bad for poker. Look, I I hear your concerns, but I think we probably need to consult an outside party on this. Uh, We do have a very special guest for our season finale. I love the fact you call it that. It's basically the last podcast before we take an extended summer break. The man who has been the voice of the World Series of Poker since 2002. I think I've got that right. He'll correct me if I'm wrong. Lon McCarron, welcome to the podcast.
2: It's so good to finally be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's referencing the fact that Norm has been on before. Sorry,
1: Lon. <laughs> but just to be clear, just to be clear, Lon, I know that Norm made his debut in 03, the moneymaker year, but you did do the World Series the yeah. year before that.
2: Oh, yeah. I have much more experience than Norman, is why things turn out the way are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, my good friend Gabe Kaplan, uh, we did that show and it was quite an experience. But um, yes, it led to 03 and let me get out of the banking world for after a few years. Yeah.
1: just just to be clear, we're talking about two decades, 20 years now.
2: Yeah. Now, I was talking to some people today um, about this could be the first year where people can play in the main event who weren't born when Norman and I started. Oh my God. Oh
0: shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow. That is a sobering statistic. My goodness. Exactly. No,
2: but that's good. Uh, But we all look great and we're all happy and we're healthy. Right?
0: Yes. So far. So good. Lon, I know that you, I don't know how many podcasts you do, how long, uh, how many times you've been over the origin story, but I don't really know what it is. I'm curious what it is. I hate to ask a cliche question, but can you tell us what brought you to poker in the first place? What you just said banking world. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I had been uh, very busy with ESPN for a long time in the late nineties. I've been one of their regular go-to guys out in the field, never on staff, um, covering the weird, wild sports, which eventually led to the X Games. And then, you know, I was a trusted source for ESPN and, and uh, could travel around, all around the world for them in a lot of different capacities. And so um, as a very minor uh, sidebar to 9-11, everyone cut their budgets, slashed the shows, get rid of uh, extraneous talent. And I had like five or six different series that I was hosting on different networks It all went away in a matter of uh, four weeks. So I was out of work for two years. I had a friend that um, said, if you ever need a job, let me know. Um, And after lots of ATM slips coming out with zeros for 18 months, my (laughs) wife and I sat down and said, we had a great run. We love TV, but I got to pay the mortgage. And I went to work as a mortgage lender for Washington Mutual Bank. Um, And after about a year and a half there, I get a call from a guy I didn't know at ESPN at my desk at some remote number. Somehow they tracked me down and said, oh, we saw you done a poker show once and we're doing, uh, you know, we got to do this uh, show and and think about doing the World Series in 03. Can you do it? I said, I really got to check my vacation schedule. I'm out of TV now. And um, so it was only like a month of work. But you know, it led to this, and and my bosses at the bank loved it. I stayed with the bank for another three years because they were so good to me. I did both jobs for a number of years, and there we are. To go back even further,
0: was the original broadcasting slash sideline reporting that you were doing? Was that something that you had intended on doing, or did someone hear your voice and go, "You need to be on television"?
2: <laughs> no, I I gave myself uh, my own uh, big break. Stapes, uh, I had worked for a production company doing shows of Jim Lamplin, John Madden, uh, Super Bowl specials and things like that. I was a producer. I wasn't on air. And then uh, another person from that company and I left to start our own sports production company. And the first show we did was kind of a triathlon at Laguna Seca Raceway, which was uh, road riding, road cycling, mountain biking and running. Uh, They didn't have anywhere to swim. And the star of the event at that point, unknown, Lance Armstrong, I and my partner were producing it. It was, it was sold to ESPN, and we thought, who's going to announce it? I said, I'm going to announce it. So that was my first show on ESPN. We bought the time, and I hired myself, and uh, I got on ESPN, and they finally trusted me after a few years.
0: <laughs> so you had the confidence in yourself to be your own boss and to give yourself your own direction on your first ever commentary gig?
2: Uh, It was a budgetary thing, actually. I didn't pay myself anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I'd been on air, you know, as a a local sportscaster, both in Southern California at a small station and then worked for several years uh, in San Francisco TV as a sportscaster and producer. So I knew what I could do. And I knew that I just needed to find some way to get on the air. And I did. There you go.
1: And obviously, you've been in this role at the World Series of Poker, as we said, for all this time now, all these years, all these iconic winners, all of these memorable moments. And we'll talk about some of those in a moment. I know that obviously you play World Series of Poker events and you've been playing some events this year. Have you ever had the opportunity to play the main event or is that a conflict with your broadcasting work?
2: They've never let us do that. I'm not a 10K buy-in guy Uh, anyway. I would play it if I could get into it. But no, they don't uh, allow us to do that, especially now with the with the live uh, stream, you know, we're busy every day. Our, our Now, our color commentators uh, will. You know, Antonio played it back in the day. Jamie played it. Uh, Maria Ho working with us this year. And so she'll be playing it. And so we work around them. But for us uh, broadcast guys, no. No main event. I'm hoping that's my uh, Ty Stewart send-off gift. You know, it's a gold entry to the main event as long as I'm alive.
1: <laughs> nice. So as someone who has observed it from the sidelines, from the commentary booth, what does the World Series of Poker main event mean to you?
2: Oh, it is it it is the World Series of Poker. And and unfortunately, you know, the, the mainstream, not into it media says, Oh, Greg Merson won the World Series of Poker. You know, this got, you know, not the main event of the World Series of Poker. Right. It is obviously the flagship. It is um, it is what gets everybody's juices flowing. And even as exciting as it is to play in the earlier bracelet events, um, you know, few people get that kind of thrill of playing in the main. A, I think the buy-in is perfect still, um, and I don't want, ever want them to change it. They can do all the high rollers they want. You've got so many fabulous stories of the uh, every person coming out, Scraping together the money, getting donations, selling themselves—whatever it is—it's what it, it is—the World Series of Poker, and that's what people talk about, and that's what people brings uh, brings people to Vegas all the time.
1: And look at the story we're giving you this year, Long. We're giving you <laughs> two of your fellow poker commentators playing their first <laughs> ever World Series I've of Poker heard. main event.
2: And now I'm I'm thrilled. I'm a little shocked. I know what broadcasting pays, and I know you are—you <laughs> know, catamar. I know what Ohio stand-up comedy probably pays. I'm really happy for you guys. I really want to know what's going to happen out there.
0: So we do too. So part of what we wanted to talk to you about, Lon, is that – so I'm having a bit of a crisis here. I won my seat via a charity event. Now, I did did think about – Unknowingly, I sunk about eighteen hundred dollars into this charity event, not knowing that my credit. I thought my credit card didn't swipe, so I had him swipe it like three times, and I ended up donating like almost two grand to the charity. So yeah. basically, I satellite in uh, for about two k. I'm 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 struggling. Okay, first of all, I want to say hearing your voice is actually calming me, soothing me. I'm stressing out over this in a big way, Lon. Oh, uh, wow, I'm, yeah. I'm. It's not. It's not fun for me at the moment. I'm really freaking out over playing for this much money, um, knowing that if I had a 10K score in a poker tournament, that would be huge for me. Like, that would be the biggest score of my life, and I'd probably have a really fun summer and can go on a nice vacation with 10K and <laughs> maybe don't want to roll the dice on it. But hearing your voice, it is taking me back to when I would stand on the rail at the World Series of Poker main event and and, and feel that magic, right, for lack of a better word, that energy, Um and it, you're actually calming me down a little bit right now. And it's starting to take hold that this can be fun for me.
1: And that's what I was alluding to with all the memories, with all those moments. And the fact yeah. that if you go back to like 05, 06, it was like a circus. And those day ones, you talk about all the characters on all the stories. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm the opposite of Joe. I'm super excited because I just want to enjoy the experience.
2: Oh, I, uh, and you're both correct. And there was always <laughs> that fear. I had, I had fear uh, when I... Uh, qualified for and then cashed in the TOC And I had fear when I qualified and paid into the, uh, and cash in the salute to warriors the other day. So <laughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, um, don't, don't
1: worry. Wait, that was, that was a, that was a Jeff Platt level humble brag.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, please. He's such a better player than I am, but no, it, it is. It's been built up all these years, rightly so. And for you guys to be in the industry, and and have those same moments that you broadcast and put yourself into that seat. Um, and and you know, Artigan man, I, I you know, you are uh, you're a good player, you know what's going on, and you can see the big picture and, and stapes you you both have worked with us at the World Series and so you know you know the vibe that's going on out there. And uh I don't know, Joe was busy drinking i don't know syrup and and relish (laughs) but i don't know if you ever got inside the playing area but um it's gonna take a while to calm down i think both of you i mean you you i mean when you walk in i don't know if you're gonna go you know minute one you know and be there at the start i'm that kind of guy but i love to have that i love to have that excitement and pumped up feeling and then have it kind of Subside and say, "Okay, get that over with, and move on, and get on to business." It's a poker game. You got nine or ten guys sitting there, and uh, you know you know how to play poker. It's the same. Type. I was
0: I was considering buying it at the start of day two, but then you reminded me that I'm only missing out on one day of Ohio stand-up comedy. So <laughs> <laughs> what's 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 what $150 less in my pocket? No,
2: no. No, they don't get in on day one. The Day, yeah, day no. two is for the Euros. The Euros go day two. No. You've
0: sold me. You've <laughs> sold me on, on – I'm, I'm going to do day one. I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to take the experience for all it's worth. I guess – Um, I have a hard time answering this question, so if you don't have one, that's okay. But do you have a particular year that the main event – you're just like that was the best. That was the fucking awesome year.
1: And I and I'm going to put in brackets. You're not allowed to pick 2003. Close brackets. Yeah.
2: Right. Yes. Oh no. No. Yeah. I. I honestly about 2003. I didn't know what I stepped into. You know. I was still. I mean, the O2 event. I did, but somebody had shot it. Didn't know where they were going to air it. And I got a call in January of 03 saying, well, we've got some footage and we're putting it together and do you want to do it. So I wasn't even there. So it, 03 was my first experience. And yeah, I didn't even know what I was into. I, I'm, somebody told me about a famous poker player, very tall named Phil. And I, I went up to Phil Gordon and said, hey, are you Phil Helmuth? And he's like, almost slipped me off. But <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so that's how I was a novice. Um, it, sorry, Lon, in, o, in 03,
0: when it was happening, did you, did you all know? Did, were you like, oh, shit, this is magic, this is lightning in a bottle? Or did that come later?
2: No, it, it, it had a feel of it only because I had run into um, a friend of mine uh, who was now working at, at that point working as a producer for CBS National News and they were on site as well with uh, one of their high-end reporters because they had heard about this guy named MoneyMaker, and we were trying to figure out if that was his real name. So there was already a vibe about that uh, going on, and there uh, there was an underrated uh, Barconi effect. I, and I I don't say that in jest because the, the size of the field, the Barconi one that made it onto ESPN, and then it goes up to eight thirty nine. You know, it, it almost yeah. quadrupled. I think you know. So there was a huge field for what we'd seen in, in the main event at that point. And people were spilling out into the, into the aisles and they were out on the, you know, outside, putting tables outside of Binions and everything. So yeah, there was already a vibe of a huge field. And then this guy named money. All right. So that being said, um, I, I, I love the cat a year, you know, Garvin uh, moon and, and hard to, you know, you know, say he's one of the, not say he's one of the great characters of the main event. I love that Martin Jacobson had come, came back from nowhere and, um, you know, played almost a perfect final table to, to win it. The whole moments, uh, I love the Penn and Teller Theater and the vibe they had there. I love when they moved to November nine. I was a huge fan of it the whole time. Um, and so, yeah, I just, it's kind of generalities. It's like huge steps here, there, and here that just, you know, add to the fabric that makes the man event what it is. I
1: think everyone who worked in broadcasting, content creation, who understands the marketing, bought into the November 9 idea. I was a huge fan of the November 9 idea, but I can equally see how for the players it wasn't necessarily ideal and how many people said, had that final table just taken place immediately afterwards, how they believed that the momentum was with them. I mean, how many of the the chip leaders at the start of those final tables combusted because that break got to them that three-month delay affected their mojo as it were so i kind of saw the argument against it even though i loved it from a hype perspective and from what we were from what you guys were able to deliver in the tv shows
2: yeah and i agree and and i heard that argument a lot and it's not like you know the good of the many outweigh the good of the few but there were really only nine guys that affected (laughs) yeah yeah and um the money that it brought in i think the hype that it brought in helped the main event built the purses later on and they made them celebrities um and uh, and then it just wasn't right when when the live stream world came around but uh no i i definitely understood both sides and i'm sorry you only made a million five today sir <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> So, obviously, you alluded to the fact Lon, that already that you have played World Series of Poker events in numerous years, including the Tournament of Champions, because you are a World Series of Poker circuit winner, I believe. I am. Oh, I don't have it. Yes. I won a
2: circuit <laughs> event in my home casino here at Thunder Valley.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I do feel that, I mean, the reality is you've played at a higher level than I ever have, and you've obviously got more accomplishments than I have at the poker table. I need hints and tips. How does one navigate a World Series of Poker event with the caveat that the main event is different to anything else?
2: Oh, I think, yeah, and I haven't played the main, like I said, but I think with uh, it's the same thing but on steroids when you get to the main event is have a plan, you know, have a plan uh, to be there early, know where you're going to park, and remember where you park. <laughs> um, and uh, bring your own water bottle because they have big water coolers everywhere. Yes. So you have your own source of water. Bring snacks. I bring uh, cliff bars and M&Ms myself. Because it's going to take you a long time to get anywhere. And uh, uh, I would go there. I don't know if you're going a day earlier or whatever. I'm sure you will find the bathroom as far away as possible. Uh, when I was playing the other day in the salute to warriors event, there's a bathroom right outside the Paris ballroom with three quarters of the sinks and half the toilets and two thirds of the urinals blocked off because there was a flood. There was a line that had to be a hundred yards long and people were standing in it. <laughs> you know? So, Find yourself another bathroom somewhere. And then, um, you know, I, I do a little research if I make the next day so I know who I'm sitting with. That's that's pretty standard. But the biggest thing that gets people, James, um, is the two hour levels. And it is crazy. I have played 90 minute levels and uh, it is, it's an all together different ball game where yeah. you can just sit there. We used to do calculations. I wonder if you just got blinded off. Back when I made it 50,000 chips, whether you could make it through day one, and you almost can So it's like mindset, two hours, uh, I've got king, 10, old you know, that kind of thing. Well,
1: Joe, you know my playing style. You know how passive. You know how tight I am. Two-hour levels really favors me.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. escapes is different. You play what? What do you play? Different I game mean, there? I, I'm just
0: not quite as uh tight patience. as Hardigan is or you patient have as no Hardigan is
1: patience.
0: I came to play poker. I didn't come to fucking fold King Ten suited. Let's go.
2: I'm this is a Well you're not I'm... gonna play poker if you're not <laughs> fucking folding King Ten, all right? You're gonna be somewhere watching James going, Oh, it's day three, where's states, you know? So absolutely it's, true. Yeah, and I am I'm built for that. I'm like James where I'm I'm Getting better and being aggressive and learning the spots, you know, all all throughout my broadcasting I talked to poker players about how to be better, you know. Find your spots, pick your spots. <laughs> What's a spot? You know, so I'm learning what a spot is and and you kind of move into it the more you play. And so yeah, it's 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 okay to fold the best hand once in a while. Um, I couldn't fold aces the other day and we started with fifty K in the salute to Warriors and then level two. I knew I called the guy's hand out after a four-liner to a straight. I said he got pocket eights. and I called him with pocket aces, and he had an eight, and he made the straight. And then I was down to six thousand in the second level. So, it's like that was the worst thing I could have done. So, yeah, patience. Fold the best hand once in a while. You'll build a reputation, and just pay attention to the other players and what they think of you. Yeah, my biggest
0: yeah. fear is being dealt aces in the main event next week. Right, that's my biggest <laughs> fear is getting pocket aces. I don't. I would be happily take Jack Four <laughs> off suit for the entire first day. Fine with me. Let me settle in for a little while. Ace is in the first level, I will I will die. I will I think yes, I might yeah
1: keel over Right through up in
2: your mouth a little bit, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: I, I honestly think that the simple tips like water, snacks are so important, especially, and this is something that Joe and I were talking about before you joined us, I played like a, an evening tournament last night and I was knackered at the end of it. And just remembering oh. multiple days, long days, can really take its toll and just pacing yourself and building up that stamina.
2: Yeah, agreed. And the, the fluids are a big thing. Um, yeah. And, Layers, dress in layers and not only layers, but like fur lined layers would be (laughs) good. (laughs) Um, But because early on it was even though the room was full, it was cold because they cranked it up. And then later that night, the room's half full and it was hot. So I'm in a T-shirt, but um, it really makes a difference because you'll sit there and you'll end up as I was underneath a fan, a fan that's trying to blow on a 1,000 other people, and you're the first in line of that band. So you have to, you know, the old guys who used to wear the scarves and Dario Minieri. you know, was great, and and maybe even a hat. But it it sounds silly, but have the stuff in a little bag or a backpack or something like that because it's okay. Oh, nice and cool. And then you're there for an hour and a half, and and you're miserable, and it takes away from your game. So it's Uh, stupid little simple
1: stuff that shouldn't happen, but you got to do it. This is exactly the stuff we needed to heal on because I think it's very easy to talk about like ranges from late position or under the gun <laughs> right? when you've got X number of blinds. And it's like, eh, am I going to be comfortable? Am I going to be yeah. hungry? Am I going to be thirsty? Those are the important things.
2: You will be, you will be, you will be. So, uh, where are you going to yeah. play? What day are you going to play? Do you know? I think I'm going to play 1C. Okay, good.
1: You get a day off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you get a day off whichever day you play. The days off are then alternate. So I think looking at the structure, oh, yeah. looking at the schedule, I, I can't get to Vegas until Wednesday the 5th. So I think I will be playing day 1D, which obviously is going to be ridiculously busy, which is the Thursday. I think I then would get the Friday off and come back on the Saturday. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I obviously taking the time off work and the travel, I got to, got to leave it last minute. And that wouldn't be my choice because I think it's going to be crazy busy on one day, but equally that also is quite appealing as well.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. And there'll be a lot of people that you can understand with that accent. Too, because a lot of those guys play you know, on 1D <laughs> as well. Plus, um, James, that what? suits
0: your style—ten-handed poker. That's perfect for you. You can fold <laughs> Ace Jack all day, yeah, exactly
2: right? Oh yeah. God! So, are you gonna buy? Are you gonna buy in ahead of time? Do you have a, a form of a way to get in ahead of time? or Are you gonna get there and buy in? Because <laughs> buy in as early as you can.
1: Yes, I, I will base it I mean, I, I, I tried to do it online and for various reasons it didn't work out, but I'm when I arrive on the Wednesday, after I've checked in the hotel, fortunately the Reg desk I believe and the Caesars Rewards desk are open twenty four seven. I will come over to the venue and make sure I sort out my registration the night before so I can rock up at the venue and basically take my seat and yes, I will be in my seat for noon. I will be in my like seat that. for the shuffle up and deal.
2: Hey, if you were lucky enough to be in your seat at that point, I was lucky enough to be in my seat the other day when Wayne Newton did the shuffle up. I know. <gasps> uh, I don't know. It might have been the mannequin of Wayne Newton <laughs> or it could have been the real. May Newton. I'm not quite sure. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. A little moment there. Who knows? And as we
1: all know, I'm a huge Bond nerd. Wayne Newton was in a Bond film. So that I would know. absolutely have ticked one of my boxes.
2: Viva Las Vegas. No, no. That was- That's <laughs>
1: License to Kill, 1989. Anyway, moving on. Joe, have you prepared a stupid game for yes. our honorable guest?
0: Lon McCarran <laughs> it is my honor. Everyone who comes on the show, I prepare a very dumb game for them. Usually, um, it has no bearing on your intelligence whatsoever. It usually just shows what an idiot I am. Today, we're going to play a game called McCarron, Karen, Kieran, or Karen. Uh, and okay. I'm going to read you a description of something. I've always, I've always loved your name and I've learned, I've learned how to spell your name very early on because I say it in my head as Mickey churn And then I know how to spell it. Um, but I figured people must've fucked up your name your entire
2: life. And oh, did you hear I got a nickname this year? I've never had a nickname. I, there were two tweets going on that said something about golfers who wear that, the scoring book in their back. I said, I don't do one cause I don't have a nickname. And the guy says, Oh, I don't have a nickname. And then, like a week later, Jamie Kerstetter comes to me with a text and says, this, I don't did you hear about my nick? She gave me a nickname. She says, I was thinking about your name and saying it really fast, like she says everything really fast, in my head, and she came. it came up, Llama Karen. So I'm now Llama Karen. Llama Karen. Okay, Lama, excellent. Llama Karen. Yeah. So that, that's my that, first nickname ever.
0: That so. fits in with this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going right. to read you description of a person. You have to tell me Go whether ahead. it is the former governor of... Of Nevada, Pat McCarran, uh, you, the person <laughs> the, the airport is named after, yeah, the guardian yeah, of mm-hmm. the guardian of the river Styx from ancient Roman mythology, Caron, uh, a whiny okay. white woman who causes problems for the world, Karen, Charon, or no? Kieran Culkin,
2: the actor. Oh, Kieran, Oh, not like not the uh, there's a Japanese beer, isn't there? Called oh, Kieran or something. I like could that. have added okay. Kieran, I did not add that yeah.
0: particular Kieran,
2: okay. So right.
1: sorry, was, sorry, sorry, Joe. We've we've just had we've just had a, a message in from a member of the audience. Uh, Dear Poker stars, please advise Joe Stapleton that the airport in Las Vegas is now named after Netflix. Harry Reid.
2: Harry Reid. Yeah, I know. I hate that. Okay, sure, whatever. They're they're both. So I used kind to have of- sidelined that. I used to have the people from New York who worked work with me in the fly-in. And they come in, and I said, "Hey, just curious, when you're landing?" And they say, "Welcome to McCarran Airport." Do you think of me? And they go, "No, it's spelled differently."
0: <laughs> I think of you. Well, I think of you, and that's why I thought of this game. Thank here you. we go. Okay. So there are uh, there are four there are four options. Each of them is listed twice here, right? So you'll use each name two times. So you can by process okay. of elimination. Okay, first one. Start off here. The largest of Pluto's five moons: McCarran, Karen, Kieran, or Karen. Uh, Karen. Karen. Karen is correct. Karen, that's right. Question number two. Winner of the Screen Actors Guild Award for the TV show Succession.
2: Um, so what are the four choices again? I'm sorry. McCarron. Karen. Karen. Mm-hmm.
0: Kieran or Karen?
2: Oh, the second one.
0: Kieran, that's correct. He got it. Two for yeah. two. Question number three. A demon with wings, fiery eyes, and a monstrous face. McCarran, Karen, Kieran, or Karen? Uh, Kieran. Karen is correct. He's three for three. (laughs) Question number four. Uh, hesitant about giving a ride to a shady character. Is that McCarran, (laughs) Karen, Kieran, or Karen?
2: Uh, all four should be, but I'll say I will be.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll take McCarran on that one. Okay, yeah, McCarran.
2: Yeah.
0: Question number five. you're four for four. Absolutely. Here we go. Oh, question five. Yeah, Which one died of a heart attack? McCarran, Caron, Kieran, or Karen?
2: Um, I'm gonna go back to the governor and say McCarran. Go- Governor Pat
0: McCarran died of a heart attack. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Brother to the star of Home Alone, McCarran, Karen, Kieran, or Karen? Oh, Kieran. Kieran, that's correct. Two more to go. Here we go. Oppose the admission of Jewish people to the United States. (laughs) McCarran, uh,
2: Karen, Kieran, or Karen? Uh. Well, you know. (laughs) <laughs> Vegas? Why would he be opposed to it? I mean, I. What other question would you have? I'm going to go with McCarran.
0: McCarran is correct, but I also would have accepted Karen,
2: Karen, Karen, because oh, okay, yeah. Karen is yeah. often
0: opposed to Jewish people coming exactly. to the United States. I was States. thinking
2: about that. Yeah. Okay. And so the last ma- answer is is go ahead.
0: One half of the sibling duo, the Carpenters, McCarran, Karen, Kieran, or Karen.
2: Karen Carpenter.
0: Karen Carpenter, you did it.
2: Eight for eight, great
0: 100%. <laughs> nice work. Lon McCarron, you're great at McCarran. Karen, Karen, a
2: Karen. <laughs> we're all related that's why we have parties <laughs> thank you John. lon thank
1: you so much for taking the time to come on the show and hopefully we will see you when we're out in vegas obviously i know that you're going to be working and we might be busy for a time at least and you have a super cute dog oh goodness. yeah this
2: is uh this is uh the poker dog chachi, chachi? he often yes. chachi often plays poker yeah and uh i've got a picture of him with a, fo- a poster of scott Bayo. So I think that's one of my shining moments. I think Chachi might have
0: busted me at an
2: event in um, in
0: Sacramento. At yeah, yeah, at Stone's yeah. Casino. I think Chachi knocked me out of a tournament. He was there.
1: He was on the, was on the Just, Just don't discuss anything political with him. Uh, Lon, <laughs>
2: thank you so right. much. Right. I look forward to seeing you out there. Good luck. Good luck, guys. I'm really excited. All right? Keep in Thanks, touch. Thanks, Lon. This helped a all lot. We'll thank you, you. Okay, Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>
1: And finally, before we close out this season of Poker in the Ears, we say hello to this week's superfan. It's John Late? What are you talking about, John? You're bang on time. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. <sighs> I've heard them all before, but that was very good. Well done. <laughs> I was actually
0: going to say, you must have heard this one before, too. And I realize this is a podcast. People won't be able to see you, but you look a little like Eric Lindgren.
3: I've, I've had that. I've had that. in. I've, I actually got approached in London. Um, uh, we're probably talking about seven or eight years ago now and somebody thought I was him. And as soon as they heard me talking in my, my, my brummy accent, they knew straight away it wasn't him. But yeah, I've had that a few times. Well, I'll
1: tell you what, John, very recently, in fact, at EPT Monte Carlo, someone mistook me for Eric Seidel. So you and I need to get together and we're going to start the most niche lookalike agency in the world. People who vaguely look like poker players who were really famous about 10 or 15 years ago. Let's do it. We can make a million easy. I'm assuming that's not what you do for a living. Tell us about your life.
3: No, um, I'm, a, I'm a fire officer. I've been in the uh, fire service for uh, 25 years. Um, so, yeah, I've obviously spent a, a lot of time on the fire engines, did about 20 years on the fire engines. And now now I drive a desk instead of a fire engine. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've slowly gone into middle and senior management.
0: Man, cool. that's really cool. Is that something that uh, is thank you for your service and appropriate response to someone saying they've been in the in the fire service for 25 years?
3: No, it's, it's it's weird. You can't like, I always expect that I've like if people have been in the military or something like that, but so yeah, it's, yeah, when people have said that it feels a bit weird, but I get it. I sort of get it.
1: I think people who work in the emergency services deserve our thanks as well. Um in your downtime, John, what are your interests and hobbies? I'm assuming poker is on the list.
3: Yeah, obviously, uh, poker's up there. Um, I've I've had a relationship with poker, a little bit like having a best friend of you uh, you you know for a couple of months and then you might not see for a few years or a few months, but when you get back into the swing and things, you see them again, you get back into it. And then, so yeah, yeah, on and off, probably. I was was trying to think about it just just this morning, probably since about 2002, 2003, was my first dip into (laughs) online poker. And that was with um, Full Tilt, I think, Full Tilt or Titan, one of those back in those days.
1: Yeah.
0: As a firefighter, do you find it offensive when people say things like "running hot" or "on fire"? Does that do you have to temper that at the table?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll sort of give it the old. Uh, yeah, do, do you know what I do? Well, obviously, when I play like most of them know I'm in the Forest Service. So yeah, there's a few little things coming in, but yeah, I try and sort of like, just ignore it.
1: <laughs> now, having spoken to John for two or three minutes, Joe, have you now warmed to him? No pun intended. Yeah. Based on the fact that you were not happy about his choice of specialist subjects.
0: I wasn't happy about his choice about specialist subjects, and I didn't intentionally do this. But, um, John, I, you're in luck because I knew I was forgetting something about today's show, and I didn't realize what it was until I saw your face, and I was like, oh, fuck. I did not watch Oliver. I watched John Oliver. I don't know if it's is any shot. This is about John Oliver.
3: It's, no, it's obviously he is British, isn't he, John Oliver? So that, that's probably the only link I, you've got to the movie. <laughs> we're doing
0: two movies on our summer special coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh We're doing Blackbird and Lucky You. And I downloaded Blackbird, and I watched it on the plane, and I was like, okay, I'm all set for this week's show, forgetting that it's not for this week's show. And I did forget about Oliver. Um, now, I did see this movie a long time ago. I just did not rewatch it for for now. So, um I like your chances.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm going to handicap it slightly in the sense that you get the options regardless, Joe, and can still score two points. Ooh. But I have to ask the question, John, why on earth did you pick this movie? <laughs> well, it's obviously, I've been, I've been listening to the podcast for, for, for a long
3: time and... I was thinking, what, what sort of movie have they done and what they haven't done in the past and what sort of subjects? And I've literally just um, picked up a principal part in an amateur dramatic version of Oliver, of that. Well, which I've n- that I've makes sense. Done. I've never done it. It's pure bucket list. It's something that I've, I've always fancied all doing. All is
0: forgiven, John.
3: That is fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm really nervous. We've only had two Two rehearsals so far, like script rehearsals and read throughs. And I, you know, i instantly realised I'm completely out of my depth and I've got so much to do and learn. But it was just like right, why not? Just just go for it, especially after what we've all been going through over the last few years. Yeah. Can like, you what what is the it. part
0: that you're playing?
1: So the uh, the ultimate the ultimate horrible bad guy, Bill Sykes. The, oh amazing. Uh, That's yeah. a great role. You can really get your teeth into that one. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun.
0: And are you, I understand if you're like a little too embarrassed to do it right here for us. Can you give us one line of Bill Sykes right now?
3: Right. Yeah, well, I actually, um, we were talking about this at work. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, um, let me think. It is, do you want to feel my hands on your throat?
1: Yes. Oh. I actually got chills
0: from that a little bit. I got Fantastic. chills from that a little bit.
1: Okay, so we have got 10 questions about the movie Oliver. Patrick did go to the effort of watching this 1968 musical and has compiled this quiz. Uh, uh, Now, interestingly, we were talking earlier on, John, about the Power Path, which is new to PokerStars. So from now on, on this podcast, we are not giving away $109 Sunday Million tickets. We're giving away $109 Bronze Passes. Same value, but remember, the whole nature of those Power Passes is you can use that $109 how you see fit. You can play the Sunday Million, but if you want to buy, for example, a bundle of tickets to play various Micro Millions tournaments, you can do that as well.
3: Brilliant. No, it sounds good. I saw the promo the other day and it sounded really interesting because I've always wanted to play in one of the UKIPs and I know that's on that's on the power pass. So yeah, absolutely, that sounds brilliant.
1: Fingers crossed. Fantastic. Okay, well, we're going to kick things off with the first question on the board. You get to go first. Being our super fan, please give me a number between 1 and 10. I'm not going down the quiche route. I'm going number 1. Number 1, we're going to start at the very beginning. Uh, what song does Nancy get the pub to sing in order to distract Bill and steal Oliver?
3: Oh, it's a classic. It's the
1: classic oom papa its oom papa and that gets you two points. Uh, Joe, what number would you like?
0: I just want to say I would have gotten that one. That might be the only <laughs> question I would get. But OK, uh, let's just I'm going to go. I'm going to go the other end. I'm going to go with you took the mouth. I'll
1: take the butt. Give me number 10. I will give you question number 10. What is the name of Bill Sykes's dog? And a reminder, you get the options gratis. Is it Jesse, yep. Slinky, Bullseye, or Rex? I think it's Bullseye. It is, and we have a tied game. John, where do you want to go next on the board? Um, it's, it's down the middle, number five. Number five. What is the first song in the film, excluding the overture, so the first lyrical performance in the film? Um... Ah, yeah. Food, Glorious Food. It is for two points. Joe, one, five, and ten have gone. You can have any other number.
0: Uh... I don't know, give me number eight. It's a lucky number in some cultures.
1: Number eight. Who runs the orphanage? Is it Mr. Claypole, Mr. Sowerberry? Mr. Bumble or Mr. Brownlow?
0: I've narrowed it down to two, which may not either. I'm going to go with
1: Mr. Claypool. It's Mr. Bumble. <sighs> so Mr. No Bumble? No, I, I didn't question. know that one. Nope. Okay, next question. Next round, John. Two, three, four, six, seven, or nine? Um, nine. No. Question number nine. At which London landmark does Nancy arrange to give Oliver back? Option, um, options are available, if you wanted to go for one point. I think I, think I know what it is. I'm going to go for... Gonna, I think it's London Bridge. It is London Bridge for two points. You have a 6-2 advantage. Joe, your question can be 2, 3, 4, 6 or 7. Uh, hey, you know what? I'll come 7. What animal does Fagan have as a pet? Is it an owl, a dog, a rabbit or a snake?
0: I'm going to go with a snake.
1: It's an owl. So, two, three, four, or six, John, for your penultimate question. Um, six. What does the artful Dodger give to Oliver to eat during their first interaction?
3: It's a good one. It's not, I know, I think he gives him a two. There's a couple of things he might give him. but. It, if you're unsure, remember you can take the options. Yeah, you do go, have a healthy lead options. right now. Okay. I know where he takes it from, but I just can't remember. Okay. Go on, go Does he it.
1: give Oliver some bread, a chocolate bar, a chicken leg, or a carrot? Bread. He gives him some bread for one point. You have seven. Joe, you have two. Your penultimate question can be two, three, or four. I have two points. Give me number two. In what year did Charles Dickens publish Oliver Twist, the novel? Your options are mm-hmm. 1838... 1858 1878 or
0: 1898 i think that this one is this is
1: 1838. it is for two points and you're up to four so final question john i think that's the first
0: time my college education has ever paid off in any way shape or form is knowing around what year Charles so, Dickens
1: was around. <laughs> would you say those were tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> well spent?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, right? Now, to, 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 to double my points in this game, absolutely.
1: <laughs> On or even, three or four, John? Uh, three, please. Name the actor who plays Oliver Twist. Um, Mark Lester. Mark Lester, fought two points. And Joe, question at number four. Do you know the Artful Dodger's real name? Is it Billy Cowan, Johnny Tuckett, Noah Claypole, or Jack Dawkins? (laughs) Johnny Tuckett sounds like a drag queen.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, What are the other ones?
1: Sorry, I got distracted. Billy Cowan, Noah Claypole, or Jack Dawkins?
0: Jack Dawkins sounds like he'd be an Artful Dodger.
1: Jack Dawkins, the Artful Dodger, gives you two points, which means you do score six with a little bit of assistance. However, with nine points, John, you have conquered, you have crushed, you are a winner. And that means, in addition to the Poker in the ears merch, you are going to get a bronze power pass. Congratulations. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, fellas. Um,
3: I listen to you guys all the time, especially on my commute to work and things. So really, really appreciate it. And and uh, I know, uh, you, I know you, you've had some top times recently. So, yeah, thanks thanks a lot.
1: So really appreciate it.
0: A bona fide fucking hero listens to our <laughs> stuff, James. Come on. How cool is that?
1: Anytime they don't work in IT, it puts a smile on my face. Uh, John, <laughs> thanks once again. Congrats once again. We appreciate you. Awesome. Thank
3: you, guys. Good luck. See you soon.
0: Good luck in the play. Cheers, dude. Thank you. All right, my babies, that's just about all the time we've got for this week's show. That's just about all the time we've got for this season of Poker in the Ears. Coming up next time, we're going to be out of your ears for more than a month. We're coming back in August, just ahead of EPT Barcelona. However, we have got just one summer special coming at you. A Poker Movie Monday double bill revisiting Lucky You and reviewing Blackbird. Now, we're recording it this week. We're recording it 48 hours from now, but when is it dropping?
1: I've got an exact release date. It's going to be like mid-July, mid to late July, kind of in the midpoint of our uh, summer break. So if when three weeks have gone by and you're really missing us, uh, that's when it'll drop. I would say stay across the Discord, stay across our social media channels, and we'll let you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to have some updates about the, the main event, right? For better or for worse. That is true. You're going to stick with us that on is Twitter. If you want to know more about how to buy little pieces of the action, I haven't decided if I'm selling publicly quite yet. James has already decided that he is. Um, my boy at State Kings, I think, is going to hook James up. So um, we are going to uh, make sure you follow me and James on Twitter. And, uh, you know, if we can hop in the Discord for a little bit more in-depth discussion in between, we will.
1: Yeah, I think... To compartmentalize it, updates about World Series of Poker staking and obviously updates from the main event itself on Twitter. Conversation about the podcast on Discord. uh, And we do urge you to join the conversation. And that's why we always put a link to the server in the podcast description.
0: All right, my babies. Well, that is all the time for this week's show, for this season. And until next time, from two potential World Series of Poker main event (laughs) champions... (laughs) He is James Hardigan. I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.